Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Victory Podcast, where God is the greatest power and we will never be defeated. I know it's been a couple of months since I put out a podcast, but um, I would like to say that this has been a productive couple of months um, for personal growth. And I am encouraged and excited about the direction that this podcast uh, will be going. I'm excited and encouraged about things going on in my personal life. You know, I chose uh, Victory as the title of this podcast because, you know, in the end, this through Christ, that is what we have. It's victory, you know, and victory doesn't always feel good and victory always um, costs you something. And but at the end, it is still victory. You know, it doesn't feel good to to uh, let some people go. It doesn't feel good to um, stop doing some things that you you used to do. Um, it doesn't feel good to um, look at yourself in the mirror and realize just exactly who you are um, at times. Uh, but in the end, it, it, it's it's still victory when you face those things and overcome them. You know, I think about uh, when we go overseas and we fight wars, you know, and there's a heavy toll that it takes. You know, there's people that are lost along the way. There are, you know, families that that end up grieving and in the, the, the short picture. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, when we come out victorious in that war, we've still won regardless of the cost. And so um, this is my Memorial Day plug. (laughs) I appreciate everybody um, that is in service in our military, our our police departments, our fire departments, our medical personnel. You are all the real MVPs. Um, Those that have sacrificed their life for our freedom, I applaud you. And, um, you know, the ultimate uh, measure of a person is is their integrity. And I I appreciate your your willingness to to fight for us. Um, You've helped secure many victories and uh, I take every opportunity when I see our military personnel um, in public to thank them for their service because it, it comes with a cost. And that is a, a good segue into this podcast episode where I'm still going through the seven I am statements of Christ. And this one is I am the door. You know, Jesus uh, sacrificed himself to secure a victory for us. Um, over death, hell, the grave, the flesh, uh, our attitudes, <laughs> our thought processes, our mental health, our physical health. He's secured victory holistically for us. 
And so when when Jesus says that he is the door, um, we there's there's uh, a couple of things that we we have to understand about this statement. And so uh, get ready for um, I hope that this podcast reaches you on a personal level and encourages you to 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 change for the better in Christ. And so without further ado. This is the I am statement for I am the door. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. John chapter 10 verses 7 through 10. So what is a door? A door is a movable, usually solid barrier for opening and closing an entranceway. When I hear that definition, I I think about how Jesus is the, the barrier between man and God, and he is the one that allows entrance to God's house. Once we are in Christ, uh, we we receive access to God and his house. Jesus in John chapter 14 said that in his father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I come again, I will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So once we are in Christ, we have a place in God's house. Jesus was the door that was open. And we receive access to God. And so once we are in God's house, we have to live by God's rules. We don't have the authority to change anything about God's house. We are to live up to the standard that is in God's house. So with Jesus being the door, he provides access and entryway to the Father. And so when we look at John chapter 10 and Jesus says that I am the door by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. We have to realize that as a door, a door 
keeps the right things in and keeps the wrong things out. A door allows um, people to go in and out and find pasture. But the only reason um, one would go out is to find pasture. Um, and, And this is speaking specifically in terms of like a sheep and a shepherd relationship. So the, the shepherd would lead the sheep to a place where they can and can eat, they can can get water, they can be nourished, and then they come back in the door um, for safety. And so we have to understand these things. Jesus is the door that keeps the right things in and the wrong things out. And if we want to make it more personal and our bodies, which are the temple of God, Jesus is the door that keeps the right things in and the wrong things out. So when we are walking in Christ, we have to understand that there are things that we should absolutely have on the inside of us and things that we shouldn't. Jesus is that identifier that will make sure that the right things are in and the wrong things are out. So with that said, what are those things that should be in us? And what are those things that should not be? I said in the last segment, a door is meant to keep the right things in and keep the wrong things out. When we think about um, this concept, or when I think about this concept, um, I think about my house. What's meant to be in my house is my family, my property, (laughs) you know, the things that, that belong to me. And what's meant to be out of my house is everything that's not mine. And so when you enter into my house, you will see my wife, my kids, you'll see my PS4, you'll see my dining room table, my couch, my bed, everything that belongs to me is going to be in my house. That is the same thing with God. In God's house, you will see everything and everybody that is his. You will see those people that are living um, and walking in Christ. You will see people uh, praying. You will see people reading their Bible. You will see people um, being the salt and the light that God has called for them to be. You will see people fasting You will see people doing and living this life in Christ. And it's the same way individually. You know, when when you are in Christ, you will develop a prayer life. You will uh, develop Bible study habits. You will find yourself um, drawing people to Christ just by the way that you live. You will 
connect spiritually with people that will help you to grow in Christ. And in the same token, you will find yourself not cussing. You will find yourself not being deceptive. You will find yourself um, sexually pure. You will find yourself uh, not doing those things that you used to do, drinking and drugging and, and, and gambling and other things that are not pleasing to God. Why? Because Jesus has become the door of your life. And if you could think about it this way, you know, um, for those that need a visual, um, when you go to a club, there's a bouncer and the bouncer is responsible for maintaining the safety of what's inside of the club. They will not let just anybody into the club, but they will make sure that whatever is going on in the club is, is protected and safe. Jesus is the bouncer of your, your heart. And, and part of me hates to use that analogy, but (laughs) it's very apropos. Jesus is the bouncer of your life. He's going to make sure that what comes in is pure and make sure that, um, whatever is trying to come in that is not like God stays out. And if there's anything that's not like God that's already in, he will pick them up by its pants and throw them out, <laughs> just like at any any club. So when we think about Jesus as being the door, he absolutely will make sure that whatever is in you is clean and pure. Um, and whatever's in you is what's meant to be in you and will and will keep the things out of you that shouldn't be there. You know, something else that I want to talk about regarding Jesus being the door is that when when Jesus is the door of your your life, your heart, your body, there will be times where doors open and times where doors close. In my life, um, I have learned that not every door that's open is a door that I should walk through. At the same time, There have been times where doors of opportunity have closed that I absolutely should have walked through. When we are talking about Jesus being the door of your life, he he is the guardian of, of, of your life. He is the one that is your shelter, your strong tower, your fortress, and If anything or anybody wants to get in, they have to come through Christ. And as Jesus said in John chapter 10, if they come any other way, they are a thief and they are a robber. And so the things that you allow into your life 
they have to come through Christ. And if they haven't come through Christ, that door has to shut. That door has to close. And so I I have found myself in situations, not found, I've put myself in situations where um, things have, things and people have, have been allowed in my life, but they haven't come through Christ. <laughs> and so um, for the greater part of the last five years or so, I have been in the, the situation or position where I've had to close doors that I have opened. And so um, the doors that, that I have opened, they're not through Christ. And so people, I've had to close doors on people. I've had to close doors on behaviors. I've had to close doors on, on, on different thought processes and close doors on how I see myself. Um, I've had to close doors that have been destructive to my marriage. I've had to close doors that have been destructive to to my children. I've I've had to close a whole lot of doors that I have opened. And I have had to to have a come to Jesus meeting with myself and and understand that the only doors that that need to be opened in my life have to come through Christ. And Maybe in another podcast, I'll share some of those doors that I've opened that were were counterproductive to my walk with Christ. Um, but I've had to close a lot of doors in the last five years or so, not just because um, they were damaging to my own mental health or my relationships, but simply because they didn't come through Christ. And it's my heart's desire not to be a thief and a robber. It's my heart's desire not to be somebody that uh, leads people astray because I got things the wrong way. I always want to be somebody that gets things through Christ. And so those doors, I want to encourage everybody listening to this podcast, if you've opened doors Instead of allowing Christ to open those doors for you, close those doors and allow Christ to open the right doors in your life. Allow Christ to close those doors that weren't meant to be open. Renounce those things in those relationships that you know are counterproductive and trust God. I think about, (laughs) I think about Noah when he built the ark, the ark door was so big that he couldn't close it himself. It took the hand of God to close that door to the ark. Once it was time, God closed that door and Noah, his family and all the right animals were in that ark. And all the people that weren't meant to be on that ark, they were left to deal with the flood. God is trying to do something in your life 
to keep you safe from the flood. And that ark that he's commanded you to build, only he will be able to close that door. And so I encourage you, trust God. Trust Jesus. He is the one that will be able to open the right doors for you and to close the doors that you need to close. This short story is called The Puzzle to Open the Door. Once a mighty king ruled a kingdom, he didn't have any children, and because of his age, he was worried about a future heir for the kingdom. So, he decided to hand the reins of his kingdom to a qualified young person. He conducted a merit test for selection of a future successor. For the test, a magnificent palace was built, and a puzzle was written on the closed door of that palace. It was announced in the whole kingdom that all the youth of the kingdom are invited to solve that puzzle and open the door of a palace. One who is successful in opening the door will be given that palace as a gift and will also be declared the heir of the kingdom. From the day of the announcement, there was an influx of young people in front of that newly built palace. From morning till evening, young men used to come there and try to solve the puzzle written on the door, but no one was able to solve it. Many days passed. Even the most intelligent were unable to find a solution to that puzzle and gave up. One day, young people from other kingdoms were invited. Many famous and intelligent young people came, but as the days progressed, one by one, all left. In the end, only three people were left. Among those, two were from another kingdom, and the third was a simple young man from the kingdom's village. While both the young men from the other kingdom were engaged in solving the puzzle, the young man from the village was standing in a corner looking at them. When the king saw him standing like this, he called him and asked, Why are you not trying to solve the puzzle? He replied, Your majesty, I have come here to see eminent people. If they find a solution, then one of them will become the heir of the kingdom. What can be more joyous than this? If they can't find a solution, then I will try. Saying this, the young, men, the young man went back and sat in the corner, looking at those two young men. The whole day passed, but none of them could solve the puzzle. The whole day they tried to find a way to solve the puzzle and open the door. At last, they gave up. After seeing this, the young man sitting in the corner got up and went to the door and opened it. As soon as the door opened, people started asking him, what did you do? How was he able to solve the puzzle and open that door? The young man replied, 
While I was sitting and watching everyone trying to solve that puzzle, a thought came to my mind that there might not be any puzzle to open the door. So I went and and went first and pushed the door. The door opened. There was no puzzle to be solved to open the door. The king heard his answer and was very pleased. As promised, the young man was given that palace as a gift and was declared the heir of the kingdom. Many times in life, we get caught in such a situation where we feel like we have a problem like a mountain in front of us and think that its solution must be complex and difficult. So we keep getting entangled in it by making it bigger. Later, when the problem gets solved, we realize that it was very simple and very little effort was needed to solve it. Therefore, one only needs to think calmly and then try to solve the problem. When we think about Jesus being the door, getting access to God is just that simple. You must go through Christ. There isn't a difficult problem to solve. There's no puzzle, no smoke and mirrors. There is only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. So what we must do is simply accept him as our Lord and Savior. Repent of our sins. Ask him to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Live a life that is pleasing to God. And Jesus will be that door for us. podcast today. Uh, I pray that you uh, really realize the importance of having Jesus be the door in your life. I pray that he shows you uh, what doors need to be closed and how to close them. I pray that uh, you allow the Lord to open the doors that need to be opened. I pray that you uh, allow the Lord to, to keep the things out that need to stay out and the things in that need to stay in, and uh, I pray that you were able to, to learn uh, something that you can apply to your own. So until next time, I will see you.